This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this is one of our special episodes where we, uh, I guess, cover something very specific. And this summer, there are loads of online festivals, loads of uh, normal festivals that you'd have to pay hundreds of pounds to go to and camp are putting them online and we can all access them for free. And so uh, the question then comes up, how do we engage with these things? I mean, some of us would love to just lock ourselves in a bedroom and <laughs> not see anybody and just suck up all this uh, good information and worship. And some of us would like to put our kids and teens into these these events that we love to go to and long to go to but can't quite get to this year? How do we help our kids and young people engage with these online festivals when some of them are really Zoomed out? Uh, so that's the question. Uh, we did a Facebook Live about it. We're going to pull the audio from that. And this is the zero to fives answer. If you are a family with under fives, how do you engage with an online festival? We'll drop into the Facebook Live now. Welcome to the uh, Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. <laughs> I forgot my drink again. You know why? It's because I always have ice in my drink and then it melts and it makes me sad. Uh, so welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. I hope that you are relaxed and uh, grooving and being like, wow, I have all my children uh, have, all, have all put themselves in bed because they're just so self-disciplined and, and it's great. It's just great. My... Whoo, my baby went down like that. Woo. I hope that that is what your experience was. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Uh, it's good to see you all. Uh, I I feel so connected. I don't. I don't normally. I'm not a Zoom person. I'm. I mean, I do it because I have to. But I'm not like a. Mm, I love it so much. But I always love being here with you guys. It makes me feel connected and loved. And makes. I hope it makes you feel loved. So I'm really glad you're here uh, today. Uh, we're talking about something. A bit weird. Oh, first of all, I just want to ask, how's your lockdown going? Well, like, how's your release? Your ish. Uh, some of us have people who are shielding in our house, so I'm really sorry. Sympathies if you are a shielding family. Uh, but uh, some of us have been out. Are you enjoying it? Are you seeing people? It is weird with under fives, I have to say, because under fives do not socially distance. Uh, are you finding that stressful? Are you not finding that stressful? Just checking in on you. Uh, today, we're talking about summer festivals. And summer festivals uh, are kind of weird <laughs> because we were like, yay, new wine or spring harvest or focus or or creation fest. There's so many great festivals out there. Um, and we can't go to them. And for some of us, that is a really big part of our year, a really significant part of our year. And if that is a really significant part of your, your year and you can't go, it can be really difficult. But it can be something that's really exciting because some of these festivals have said, you know what, we'll do an online version. And if you are a parent of an over five, you're like, yay, ooh, I don't know, is that gonna work for my family? But yay, like it's sort of like, and it can be a roller coaster of feelings about it. And so what I wanted to talk to you about today is how do we get the most out of these summer festivals for ourselves and for our families? Because we go for so many different reasons 
and they're putting it online. And as we know, online um, doesn't quite do it, but it's still there for a little bit. So I wanted to talk just really briefly about how do we help these summer festivals actually be significant in our spiritual lives for us and our under fives? Um, as you're here, um, why don't you type in what summer festivals you normally go to or what summer festivals you're hoping to access now that you don't have to pay hundreds and hundreds of pounds to go <laughs> because they're now, they're free. Oh, we can have access to all of them, I think. Yes, I think. Yeah. So uh, what are you going to do? What is your plan and your hope for summer festivals as I talk? As usual, I'll add some ideas in here for a short amount of time. I'll pray for you. If you have any situations or questions that I can maybe take a swing at, then I'll try. And if not, then it was 20 minutes of your life sipping a drink and keeping a door closed. So uh, yeah. And hello to any under fives children out there who are sitting on somebody's lap. Hello. Um, for those of us who have under fives, it can be hard because our children won't necessarily have a memory of last year. Uh, there are very few two-year-olds who are like, remember last year when we went to Focus? That was amazing. Uh, and so uh, it's not really about managing our children's emotions and expectations about this trip, but more about how do we benefit from it. And for those of us who have multiple under fives, it can be hard to think, how am I going to get more time in front of a screen with children around? Is, the, is it even worth engaging? And I felt like, as I was praying about what to say tonight, I felt like I wanted to say, it is worth it if you benefit. Because I feel sometimes that we want, particularly in lockdown, we want it to be good for our kids. We want to help our kids in that. And that if you benefit, if your spiritual connection with God benefits, if your faith increases, if it is something that you barely get to every year and manage to arrive and then you just go, oh, if this is a part of your spiritual journey, then it is worth it to engage with it because how you feel spiritually directly impacts your kids. It's not the center of their relationship with God. It's not doing their relationship with God for them. But when you are refreshed spiritually, your kids get enormous amounts of benefit. And so my first question here is, how do you want to get it? How do you want to uh, engage with this stuff? Um, I see a question has come in. How do, uh, how do I do online children's holiday clubs with mixed ages. We'll definitely get to that. Um, but if this is a benefit to you, um, then figure out how you want to engage. And this is a great opportunity to do it in front of your kids. As a parent, you know, there will be live worship going on. There will be live music going on. And it's okay to lock yourself in a room and do that worship and say, hey, everybody, I am going to go spend time uh, singing at God for a while because I love it so much. Feel free to come in, but you can't distract me. Uh, or feel free to just whack it on in the main room and be like, this is my space now, everybody. I am going to sing to God and you can join in or you can head on out. But this is, this is what I'm going to do because it's so important as we talk over and over again about our tools to create windows into you genuinely worshiping. For some of us, it's been a long time since we have genuinely worshiped in front of our kids or genuinely listened to teaching and thought, huh, that's really interesting. Uh, or whatever you do, go to town, engage with it fully. Our kids, um, are really need 
need to see us. And sometimes we want the summer festivals to be so about our kids and what our kids get out of it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But actually what our kids may this year get most out of is seeing the transformation that a parent seeking God and being transformed by God looks like. Because they may at four not be able to engage as much as we want them to. Some of them will engage hugely. Some of them won't. But what they may remember out of these times is watching you genuinely think and learn and set aside time for God and and wants to watch it and be disappointed when you can't. And that creating windows that we talk about is actually really, really significant uh, to, to start off with. So that, that beginning bit of, of what do you need? If you need a babysitter so that you can spend a day breathing with God, then we now technically, as far as my reading goes, can do that. Uh, we can match with families and, and pair that off. But But I would say, as a parent of under fives, take a moment to say, how can I benefit from this? Um, how can I frame for my kid what's happening and why I love listening to teaching and why I love doing this and what I'm looking forward to? Frame it for your kids. The second thing that I would suggest that would really help your under fives uh, and as a family who is trying to parent for faith is to be released from the pressure to force compliance. Poof! I, re I release you. I release you from feeling like you have to comply to the program because um, the resources may be amazing and your kids may absolutely love it. There are so many summer programs, Keswick and, and Creation Fest and New Wine and Spring Harvest and Focus, so many that ha are planning and working on really specific um, equipping and programs for those kids. And your kids may love it, your kids may not love it, and your kids may like it, but not at that time. And so I feel like I just need to release you from looking at the program and rigorously sticking to the program. What they're giving you is like, picture it like a buffet rather than like a waiter taste your meal from a chef. When you're at a, I've never been to one of these before, but in my fantasy version, I've seen these restaurants where you like sit there and then the chef brings out plate after plate after plate and you taste them and you try them. And your job is to sit there while an experience happens, is brought to you. And I think sometimes we look at these schedules and we think, okay, well, the kids program is on Tuesday, you know, Thursday morning at this time. That's when I need to somehow coordinate the emotions of my family to arrive at that place at the same time. And, and picture it, don't picture it like that. Picture it like a buffet, that actually this is when it's on and there's some live elements that'll be great. But sometimes your four-year-old's brain works way better at three o'clock. So you're gonna save it for three o'clock, but you're gonna treat it like it's live and you can find it and you can play it and you can engage with that uh, and you can do it that way. So you can feel free to do it with your kid, to have them access it at a time whenever it works. But also what you may want to do if your kid is really struggling to engage with the screen, uh, then what I would really suggest you do is if, if don't force them to do it, I suggest you watch the program because as a parent, picture it as a learning tool. They have brought these groups have brought experts who focus on children's spirituality together. And this is how they explain prayer. This is how they tell a story. This is how they facilitate kids meeting with God. This is how they teach. And I would suggest you look at it and you'll, you'll learn it. 
and go, okay, all right, this is how they told the story. And then use that tool that you've been given. Use it as like you're going to a tool shop. You're like, okay, I can try that way of praying. Uh, I, I remember watching something that had to do with kids hugging a pillow. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Found a pillow, drew a heart on it, uh, worked on that, and that worked great because I picked up a tool that somebody else used. You can either try to get your kid to do the activity at the exact same time when everybody else is doing it and the screen is telling them to do it, or you can nick the idea, find a time that's great for your family and facilitate that. There is so much that is gonna be given to you in this time. If your kid doesn't want to engage with it, that's okay. Suck it up, learn it, make it part of you, and then you can begin to facilitate it at a different time. It is really, really, really helpful. Um, the other thing is I would suggest is you pay attention to what you value in the experience. When you've gone to these things, what do you value? What do you benefit from? What do you feel? Why do you drag your under five children to these camping places? Sometimes it's for the community. Sometimes it's for the atmosphere of a whole bunch of people who love God. It can be for so many different reasons. And don't forget that. If you're like, actually, what Keswick is to me is, is a bunch of people being together who love God, then maybe your online Keswick experience isn't about the teaching. It's about planning a family to come around in the morning and a family to come around in the afternoon and everyone casually happening to be at the same park for lunch and and saying this is the time where we're going to breathe in our church community in a way that is still safe with COVID-19 but we're gonna it's not going to be about the online as much as we're going to watch one thing in the morning and then we're going to go talk about it in the evening with people. Figure out what feeds your soul about these conferences and what you want your kids to experience about these conferences and then help them find those experiences, whether it is hanging out with other families or telling deep stories or letting them see a bunch of people who love God. Um, what do you want them to grasp and facilitate that can be incredibly, incredibly helpful. Um, that's all I wanted to give you, just a few ideas of how to really embrace these online festivals. Um, do your research, find it out, but, but really embrace it yourself and let your soul be refreshed and let your kid see your soul being refreshed through creating those windows, through framing for your child why you're excited about this and what happens in you when you hear good teaching and you hear good worship. And feel free to engage with the kids' ministry in a way that works for you, whether it's about times, whether it's about learning, whether it's about doing a little bit, whether it's about taking out all of the games and just taking the teaching, or whether it's about taking the games and doing the teaching later. Pull, pull out of it what you think will work, but also think what about this whole experience do I want for my child? And find a way to just to have a little flavor of that because it is really significant. It'll be different for everybody. Um, I'm gonna pray for us now and then I'm gonna go to the comments. I see some, we have some comments, some questions coming in. We're gonna hit those and then we're gonna get you out. I never wanna take too much of your time, but I want you to be encouraged that um, this could be still something very significant and wonderful for your children and for you this summer. I just want to pray. God, I thank you for these wonderful festivals that sometimes are so intangible to what we get out of them. But God, I pray right now that you would call us into that place of stopping, that place of um, 
having that time face to face with you, heart to heart with you, where we can laugh and play with our church communities and all of the things that we value about this, where children can get teaching from people who know how their brains works and that they may meet and know you. God, I pray that you would give us this summer as a way of meeting with you in deep and powerful ways, of being heart refreshed. And it may not look like it did before, but it may be something new and fresh from you this year. I pray that you give us ideas as we sleep and as we listen to our kids, as we look through the programs, that you would help us find the path of most connection to each other and to you. And I pray that this summer of these conferences, these festivals would truly be a delight and a benefit to us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, right, some of the uh, some of the questions that were coming in. Uh, how do I do online children's holiday clubs with mixed ages? Yes, what we found really interesting, if you're participating in something like a summer festival or a children's holiday club with mixed ages, it's really helpful to not only think about what your online program is going to be, but what the offline program can look like. Holiday clubs have locality and benefit where these nationals don't. And so um, if you're doing mixed ages, you can think about how you can do something universal in the middle, usually around stories or movies or stories that are that people have in common that you can share but actually ways of having offline engagement of going on adventures where they go on walks with their family and discover things in pots around a park or on a adventure that they can go drive in their family cars with some sort of um, family adventure that they can go on offline meet up with people knock on different people from the church's homes where they given a clue um, you can begin to weave a sort of offline thing that can be really helpful for things like holiday clubs so I would suggest you balance not so worrying about how the teaching can be universal but how the experience can be universal um, other people said tried spring harvest when it was on with the kids, but they weren't interested or engaged. And that happens sometimes. Sometimes there's just screen burnout. Um, but I'm guessing that some of the stuff that you saw at Spring Harvest, you may be able to grab. What were the songs that you think my kid may like? They may not have recognized they like it, but in a different format and play in the car. Or uh, what games were they playing that you could play in your home? Or what way did they describe um, God? Or what way did they pray? That may be a way that you might want to. And so just because your kids aren't engaged with it, it usually is about the medium, not about what is actually being given. So pick up what you can and don't worry about trying to make a medium work that just isn't working for them. Uh, uh, someone else said we're missing Keswick this year but the virtual program looks brilliant and the kids and youth stuff is always amazing so should be worth a look. It's always worth having a look and it's great to have a look with your kids. Say let's try this. Let's, oh I like that. Oh I don't know. Is that funny? And to, to do it to say let's have a go is a really useful thing for kids to know that it's not you're stuck here for the next two hours or no, we're going to give it a miss, but say, let's have a go. Let's try one half hour session. And if we like it, hurrah. And if we don't, well, that's all right um, to do that. Uh, I've been leaving the door open and allowing the children to watch me pray. Like you suggested, I've cried to great windows. I had to laugh when my middle child prayed for our neighbors who weren't doing lockdown properly. <laughs> I love it when they see that faith is a living faith. Whether they're four years old or two years old, there's something incredibly powerful about watching a parent genuinely engage through a format that they don't engage with. It, the, the biggest 
blessing that you can give your kids in this season, particularly under fives, is to say that it's possible to meet with God in this way. And so you're going to prioritize you connecting with God um, and they can see it and join in. Actually, maybe a really beneficial flip for them in this season. Uh, somebody else said they did Spring Harvest and Cliff Fest. Oh, Cliff Fest. Yeah, online so far. And looking forward to New Wine and Creation Fest. My eldest daughter is youth and younger two are in primary. Um, have a go. See what it's like. There's so many out there. And uh, it will never replace the experience that you had or could have had. But it brings something new in and, and refreshes us in this season. And isn't that what we're really about is like the shepherds. You know, like the sheep in Israel, they sort of get brought to a new tuft of grass and they eat it, and a new tuft of grass and they eat it. And the shepherd keeps moving them to where the next refreshing is. This this may not be the final place that it used to be where we just come and get to collapse and, and oh, be in this wonderful bubble, but it may be a place where we can get feeding and refreshing for now. So uh, have a blessed month. Um, have a good time. I'd love to hear how it's going and what benefited you and what didn't benefit you so that we can learn from you and your peers and other families can learn from it as well. But um, in the meantime, be blessed and, um, and we will talk to you soon. I'm praying for you lots. The podcast is still coming out if you need some extra voice in there. Uh, there's so much that you can grab, but we love you and uh, have a good time in the sunshine. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.